All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I hate to break the fishing news up, Ramchuk, but I'd like to speak about the ice hockey. Congratulations. You're one of the 13 listeners of the Real Life Podcast. We just traded a migraine in for, like, an orgasm. Might want to mark that down. Yep. All of my projects are on schedule until they're not. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. About as funny as we're going to get today. I sound like Wiz Khalifa in the opening. Um, we're going yep, to yep, yep. <laughs> get to that in a second. Uh, episode 235 of the Real Life Podcast. Hello, I'm Tyler Yaramchuk. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for tuning in. Bag Milk's here. Wanye J as well. Uh, Chalmers might show up at some point as well. Who knows? Wouldn't that be a Christmas miracle if Chalmers showed up for more than 20 oh, minutes wait. of the podcast? Uh, Except there's one guy on Twitter that really does not like Chalmers, and it makes me laugh. Okay. Have you ever seen him in Yaramchuk in the, uh, in the Real Life Twitter account? No, I haven't. We're, uh, we'll get it in a second. First podcast brought to you by. I'm trying not to say um today. Uh, Oodle Noodle brought to you by Oodle Noodle. 14 locations in Edmonton. Number 15 is coming. 10% of all in-store proceeds go towards a local charity. And this week, Jay, it is Shoebox, right? Yeah, it's still a Shoebox project. And then we'll be shifting gears later this week. Perfect. Good stuff. Check them out. Uh, if you go in-store, it helps out the community, of course. They're available on Skip the Dishes and all that good stuff as well. Oodle Noodle, better than Noodle King is the tagline for my ad read. Uh, all right. We got some listener profiles, or we have a listener profile we're going to get to. If you missed this, over the last couple of episodes, we workshopped this a little bit, came up with the idea that we want to get to know our listeners better. I mean, after all, we are the number one hockey podcast in Peru. So it would make sense that we want to get to know our listener base a little bit more. Uh, so I put together the official real-life listener questionnaire and I sent it out to anyone I believe I got everyone who DM'd us and uh, said that they wanted in on it and they wanted to be featured on an episode 
of real life. So we're going to dig into one a week or one an episode, I should say. So two a week. If you want to be featured, all you got to do is you can DM real life on Twitter. You can DM real life on Instagram. If you want to DM me as well, I can send it to you there. Uh, but you can just DM us on Instagram or Twitter at Real Life Podcast, and I will send you the questionnaire. You answer it, send it back, and then listen to the podcast, and uh, we will give you a shout-out, and we'll talk about your life a little bit. I think it's a very exciting opportunity to get to know more people. Did um, you include my questionnaire, Amtrak, about how horny are you on a scale of 1 to 10? I did not. I felt like that might get me in trouble with HR a little bit. You could filter yeah. everybody, HR. <laughs> we have <Sorry>. HR. <laughs> Uh, You're allowed to sexually profile your listeners. I don't see anything in the terms of service of Apple saying you can't. So we got, um, if I gave you guys one guess on who would have been the first one to respond when I sent out the listener survey, who do you think it'd be? Survey Brett. Survey yeah, Brett. Of memes. Director of memes. Yeah. Yes. Very, he added at the end, newly minted director of nation real life memes, yeah. and he's very proud of this title. He's like tangentially on the team now. He can't lead. He's not a yeah. listener. He's involved. We were debating giving him the keys to the social media. We can't have <laughs> him be first, can we? Yeah. Uh, I think we can have him go first because he's got great answers. And also, I, I will say, he's going first, but uh, Travis from Bonneville, he, he's probably going to be next in line. Everyone else who answers is going to filter in after that. Uh, but the, cool. first, the first question is, uh, obviously, your name. And uh, what do you do for work or what do you do for school? I add that if you're comfortable answering that. Uh, so, Surveyor Brett, guess what? He's a surveyor and locator at a utility company. Uh, he graduated from Nate in 2007, adds in Go Ooks, which I know Bag Milk will love. Go Ooks! Uh, here's a fun and me. And you as well. <laughs> I'm also a Nate alumni. Uh, yeah. I added, you know, interesting or fun fact about yourself. He's, and if you follow him on social media, you probably know this, but he's refed hockey since he was 13 years old, refed decent hockey up until his son was born. Then he came back to just do men's league. He added that he once gave. Yuremchuk, me, one of the most legit tripping penalties in hockey history. And let me just say that that tripping penalty he called on me, I still remember it, was one of the worst pieces of game management I've ever seen from an official. We were down in that game. We came back. I tied up the game with like a minute 15 to go. Boys are fired up. It looks like it's going to overtime. Then we're going down the ice. Other team has the puck. They have a guy driving wide. Three of our players converge on one guy. I swipe hit him, hit the stick, or hit the puck with my stick. Puck goes flying into the corner. I end up colliding with a guy. He goes down. Surveyor Brett calls me for tripping with 30 seconds left in regulation. It was brutal. Anyways, back to the point. Uh, He started listening to the podcast more recently than some, said last couple of years. His favorite podcast moment, Oh, Chumgate. uh, Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. All we talked about was fishing for like a month. It was ridiculous. But Surveyor Brett loved it, and he said... He's Team Squire. Chalmers cheated. Well, hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, his favorite Oilers moment. He says he has two. When he got to take his son, six years old, to his first Oilers game in this last January, 7-3 win over the Coyotes. That was a great game. Said he's No thank- big deal. Thankful that he did that before COVID went down. And his uh, other favorite Oilers memory was the nation vacation down to Vegas last February. Said it was a great trip. Wish the Oilers could have pulled it off. Or pulled off the W. And his go-to Oodle Noodle order, because this segment is brought to you by Oodle Noodle, is the Chicken Mongolian Stir Fry and War Wonton Soup. No chicken, extra noodles. His wife and him get this order probably once a week from Terwilliger. The guys there know the order when they come in. I just got a package dropped off my house. Anyways, the guys at the Oodle Noodle and Terwilliger know Surveyor Brett. He is a diehard customer, and there's his order. And now we know Surveyor Brett a little bit better. All right. Oh, we love Surveyor Brett. Surveyor Brett made the 
uh, Chalmers cheated Chumgate t-shirt. He did. He did. Surveyor Brett makes every Photoshop known to man these days. I don't, like, uh, he didn't include the company he worked for. And, like, is he making these memes on company time? That's my question to Surveyor Brett. Hey, what are you, Snitch your M Chuck? Yeah, please. absolutely not. Call yourself yeah, exactly. Who cares? Company time is an abstract in a pandemic. There Sorry. is... So many different utility companies out there, so it'd be yeah. tough to pinpoint which one. Mm-hmm. So there's thousands of natural gas and electrical companies. Yeah, I know for so a fact he's that safe. I know for a fact that Surveyor Brett only makes these memes and photoshops on his own personal time when he's sitting mm-hmm. at home. Your M check's gonna like file a letter with the Ombudsman of the Utility <laughs> Association, like I happen to know a surveyor's making memes for minutes during the day. Anyways, thanks to Surveyor Brett. For sending that in. His favorite Oilers memory. You know, the nation vacation. That would be one of my favorite Oilers memories as well. Well, Surveyor Brett won his way into the nation vacation, too. He did. That's when I first started getting to know uh, Surveyor Brett was when we did the contest for Thailand. And he was like every other entry. And I was like, there's no way this guy's eating at Oodle Noodle this much. They started zooming in and looking at details, thinking he took like two pictures, you know, of every box in the place. No, no, he was going that much. But then Jay and I were like, well, we have to give it to him. He's 75% of the entries for this contest. I mean, the odds are, in a random draw, if you are like 75% of the entries, the odds are good that you will win. So <laughs> Nobody said it was a random draw. I like to look at the comments in the entries and see who, like, who wants it the most, and then ask Jay, and he does a random draw. <laughs> but I put forward candidates based on who wants it. Makes sense. Again, if you want to have... Uh, if you want to be one of our profiled listeners, DM us, Twitter and Instagram, and you'll get the official real-life listener questionnaire, and you can answer the questions, add other comments. I don't really care. You can do whatever you want, and like I just did for Surveyor Brett for about three minutes, I will read per- verbatim your answer. And if you if you just happened to put start it off with a number from 1 to 10 that indicated something, we wouldn't even have to say the question to get around HR, would we, Rev Judge? We'd just be like 1 to 10, question mark? And we know what we were asking. <laughs> if, right. if people do that, one, it shows they're listening very intently to the podcast and they have good exactly. memories. But if people do that, yes, I will read the number. But for legal reasons, I will not read the question before I read the number. I think, this should, I think this is a great contest. Uh, Speaking right. of numbers, am I allowed to bring it up? I feel like one of us has got hit a big number today. Uh, oh, God. I, okay, yes. Happy birthday to Jay. I don't Thank want to you. be the one to bring up the number. I feel like that's a rude thing to do. 51 oh, years old today. 51 years young. So today is my 40th birthday. Wow. So I'm, I'm going <laughs> to lean in on it. Uh, yeah, it's an interesting milestone to celebrate in the middle of COVID, but uh, making the best of it. I uh, did kind of celebrate. I did the most COVID thing I could do, and I went with like some of my friends who have dogs for a really long booze and few infused dog walk. Got to do it. So I'm feeling it. Mold wine in my veins. Um, so feeling it. But so today I wake up millions of millions, geez, uh, lots of messages. Uh, so I'm always very nice and positive to see that. But then I go and click on Twitter and then I see Paul Walker's trending and I'm like, Oh, I wonder why. It's the anniversary of his death. He stole your shine. He's yeah. So I have to share this magic milestone, and, and every milestone after that, because every year is a blessing uh, with uh, with such an unfortunate event. But I also share the same birthday as Bo Jackson. And that's pretty cool. Ah, that is pretty dope. Interesting. Forty Bo years knows. old. I said it 40. before we started recording. I don't think you look a day over thirty-five, and I mean that. It's the Peloton you said, right? 
Yeah, and flat brim caps. That's also true. Flat brim caps do keep you looking nice and young. Yeah, so we're logo graphic tees. Well, you got to keep it just like the kids. There's somebody else share... really idle. Here, who, here's who else your birthday. You share Winston birthday with Churchill. Him. Oh yeah, Ellie yeah. um, Idle, gangster. Clay Aiken, gangster. Chrissy who? Teigen. Clay Aiken. Oh, Chrissy Teigen. Oh, Clay Aiken. All right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ben Stiller. Yeah. Steve Aoki. Steve Aoki. Oh, um, Cuthbert. My favorite part. I think Bag Milk and myself are on this website. It's famousbirthdays.com. I'm going to yep. rattle off all the YouTube and TikTok stars you also share a birthday with. Uh, we have we have 19-year-old Jorge Garay, who's a TikTok star. Emily That's Skinner. Me, Emily Skinner, a TV actress, turns 18 today. Michelade, Michelade is a TikTok star turning 19 today. Ian Hecox turns 33 Love that guy. as well. And Frank Gioia. Turns twenty seven today, so those are oh, and Love a ra- and a rapper that goes by the name of Trill Sammy. Love Trill. That's Sammy. pretty sweet. I also, uh, who the hell are any of those people? The second question is who cares? You still yeah. have thirty seven years to decide if you want to run for president of the United States. Yeah, like you've got so much time before you run for president of the United States that by like the a- time we get there, we'll probably all live to be one hundred and thirty. Yeah, it'll be my third act. Yeah, I, I also wonder how Jay would have spent his birthday with Mark Twain had he not passed away in 1910 on a steamboat, probably because that's how you got mm-hmm. around in those days. You share you share a birthday with someone by the name of Magnus Carlson, who is I a, know a lot about this guy actually. Really? Oh, is he, is he the yeah. chess player? Oh shit! Chess yeah, player. he is the yeah, chess I've, prodigy. Him. Oh, yeah, chess fans in this podcast. Yeah, there's a documentary called Magnus on Netflix. That's fantastic. It's Alex. unreal. Love Magnus. Um, not limited to chess, he also took on a modeling job for G-Star Raw's 2010 campaign and was voted among oh, yeah. the sexiest men of 2013 by Cosmopolitan. I've never heard of this guy. This is fascinating. Do you, do you even peruse the sexiest men of Cosmopolitan? Or yeah. You just fucking leap through it. Well, the image of him is when he's like eight. So I, I thought this He's a prodigy, be, man. Yeah, no kidding. So there's a documentary about this guy on Netflix? Yeah. Yeah. Real quick, my favorite part of that documentary is he plays like 10 games of chess against 10 different people at once, and he's blindfolded throughout all of it. He memorizes the board configuration on all 10 boards. It's incredible. What? Yeah. yeah. What the fuck? He's a Sagittarius. He's now 30, by the way. Um, so there you go. That's everyone Jay shares a birthday with. Happy 40th, Jay. Everyone listening to the podcast, probably not going to listen to this till tomorrow. So uh, go wish Jay a happy birthday today as well. Or t- happy belated birthday, I suppose. There yeah. you go. Thank you. Please do hit me up. Uh, Sir Eric Brad already hit me up with some, um, some funny memes this yeah, morning. Yeah, I saw the meme. Uh, mm-hmm. There are five Oilers who have worn the number 40. Can you name them all, Jay? Ooh, Devin Dubnik. Ding. Ding. Uh, Joseph Baranek? Nope. What number 40. was Joseph Baranek when he was an Oiler? I demand to know. 32, I'm guessing. I have no idea. Uh, who else wore 40? Did Briz? No, he was. I'm going to say. I'm going to say Will Axton. New. Oh. Um, uh, sorry, he was in the 40s, yeah. Did, think, uh, oh, did, um, shit, another goalie. Tough guy. Pokey Reddick? No. Another goalie, a defenseman, someone I've never heard of, and another D-man. Uh, Scott Ferguson? Oh, there you go, yep. Scott oh, Ferguson one, wore it for oh, one year. Birthday. Oh, wow. Okay, okay, okay. Um... um 
who is that tough guy we had with like the really Italian last name? Steve Pinizzato. No, not oh. Steve Pinizzato. That's a good pull too, though. Uh, do you just yeah. want him now? You've guessed for yeah. a while. Uh, Fred Brathwaite wore number 40 oh, in 1996. Oh, Scott Thank Ferguson you. wore it in 98. Steve Valaket wore it in 2004. And Danny... I didn't Sol- even remember. I didn't Dan- even remember Danny Savret? Danny Savret wore it in 2007. Wow. Um, who was the oh, player Pepper. you were wondering about, Wanya? Who was it? Baranek. Oh, you have the brand. Yeah, I was thinking about Danny Savret now. Now Low Tide tricked me into thinking he was the new Norris winner. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who is? What number was Joseph Brett? I don't know. I can't find him on here. Uh, Will Acton wore 41, by the way. Joseph, uh, oh, Joseph Baranek wore number 42 for 92 and 93. 42 ooh. is a loaded number in Oilers history. Baranek, Doug Waite wore it for one year. Kevin Brown, Tony Salmalainen, Jan Stasny, Ryan O'Mara, and Anton Slepeshev. That's a number. We will never admit what? Brian O'Mara was an Oiler ever again on this show. Yeah, yeah. Was it true? Was it he Ryan was part of the Smitty trade? Yeah, he was. If oh. you ever want to depress yourself, go look at like the trailing edge of Oilers on NHL.com from the last decade. There's so many guys <laughs> who've greased their way into like two games, and I consider myself quite an Oilers fan. And even I'm like, who the fuck are these people? It's a hell of a list. Yeah, we've done. We talked about it a little bit on ON Radio yeah. a few weeks back, and some of them, even just from recent years, let's say the end of the Aikens era, there are some ghosts on those rosters that you're just like, who is this person? And when I don't we go to close ball. Rogers Place down and move to the new arena, which will be the Bitcoin Pornhub Dome, yep. we're going to have to invite so many fucking ex Oilers from the decade of darkness. We're going to fill Commonwealth. Yep. Speaking of Decade of Darkness, Liam Reddix follows me on Twitter, and I keep meaning to confirm a date and time with him. I want to get him on the podcast. Maybe. Yes, that'd be like, unbelievable. His his DMs are open. I just got to slide in. I need, I think I'm going to try to get that done maybe today. We'll try hammer out a time. Because, I mean, Decade awesome. of Darkness, Oilers stories would be incredible. Uh, the 20, Liam Reddix have a number starting with an 8? Uh, Liam, like Liam Reddix knew. He wore number... Da, 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 da. He was just on my screen. Where the fuck did he go? I just lost him. I completely—he was on my screen. Well, there you go. Lost forever. Who did you get, Jake? Who did you say that was right for forty? Scott Ferguson. Oh, respect. Yeah, you got to respect Scott Ferguson. Uh, that 2010-2011 Oilers team. Reddicks were eighty-five. You were correct. Um, JF Jacques was on that team. Chris Vandevelde. Jesus. Do you know another Oiler that wore eighty-five? Your check off the top of your head. I do. I do. No. He's a scoundrel. He came off the bench and sniped in the playoffs. I was going to say, hell of a bucket. Oh, yeah. Hell of a bucket. He's missing an E in his first name. Because <laughs> I say It so. is true. Petr. Petr Klima. 85. Oh, Patrick Klima. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Peter, or Peter, Petr. Petr. Petr Klima. Uh, that's an interesting one. Um, this 2010-2011 team. Holy. Richard Petio. I think his brother... Nope. No, you don't You don't remember him? That person doesn't exist. That's not a real person. There is one player on the 2010-2011 team who's already joined our podcast. Two, I guess, if you count Eberly. Sam Gagne? What do you mean, if you count Eberly? Well, yeah, Eberly. In what, in what alternate universe do you not count Eberly? Sam uh, Gagne oh, or man. Zach Stortini? Stortini was on the pod before I got here? Before? You were on it. You oh, yes, we did. We did you interview Stortini. Holy Zach shit, Stortini. how did I forget interviewing Zach Stortini? 
Matt Aaron Lima, radio guy who was on the radio today, and the rest of us aren't wearing pants. <laughs> um, we've actually, wow, I grossly underestimated this. We had a lot of people on our podcast that were on the 2010-2011 Oilers. Go through them all. Uh, so we had Everly before I got here. Sam Gagne, we've now had on twice. Um, da, 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 da. Strudge was a host. Yeah. Schmied. Struddy, technically. Schmied. Oh, yeah. um, Stortini would be five. There was one that I said. Oh, Sean Bell would be six. He played five games with that team. Sean Bell, you're right. So there you go. We've had six people from the 2010-2011 Oilers on this podcast. Jesus. What we a run. We call this podcast the 2010 Oilers podcast. Yeah, that's why we're number one in Peru, because they live, they're 10 years behind. And they <laughs> love the 2010 Oilers. They don't know how it all turns out. <laughs> they're 10 years behind, so they're listening to this podcast just being like, oh, they're getting huge All guests. they got was the first three seasons of oil change, and they can't access the records of the NHL from Peru. Yeah. So they're just they're like, wow, like that's an amazing get. Zach Sertini. The laundry was a four year. Zach Sertini. <laughs> then they hear us bash how the Oilers won't let us have active Oilers on the pod. And they're like, don't get it. Don't get it at all. Who's this Whatever. McDavid guy as well? Very conflicting. Yeah, why yeah. do they keep talking about this nuge? David McDavid. <laughs> uh, speaking of McDavid, did anyone see the video he put up on Instagram today? Holy smokes. Yeah, you sent that. I got to look at that. Oh, you it's haven't watched hot. it yet? Go on. Uh, he's just working his ass off in Arizona. He's got an ASU uh, Sun Devils hat on, I believe, as well. Um, oh, he does. Yeah, and it, the music in it is like rap music, and it's, it goes hard. It slaps, as the kids would he's say. He's very handsome. Oh, yes, very handsome, Connor McDavid. Uh, How about that video I sent you earlier today, Bag Milk of Leonardo DiCaprio in Paris? Oh, Leo is, for his entire life, just oh. mega stud. Like it, it, he's got a superpower that none of us know about. Who's this? Leonardo Leo. DiCaprio, film star. Oh, sorry. I was I was watching the um, Connor video and the sound took over the podcast. Fair enough. I couldn't hear you guys. That video Fair was enough. amazing. Yeah. yeah the, can we have hockey, please? Do you have any insight when you think hockey's coming back here? I'm Chuck. I'm told this week there's going to be some kind of announcement. Here is the issue for me. It feels like for the last month, every Monday you wake up. And you hear some insider goes, this next week is crucial for the NHL's return to play. Expect news. And then seven days goes by. And then on the next Monday, a different insider will go, this next week, look out. It's a big one. Then seven days goes by and we hear on the next Monday, that look out this week, next seven days, very important. And nothing important ever happens. It's just everyone sitting around going, these next seven days are pretty important. And we kind of got that a little bit again today with Darren Dreger, who tweeted out, I don't have it in front of me, but I will in two seconds. Uh, he, he sent out a tweet earlier this morning and just said, this week very well may produce a timeline for the start of the 2020-21 NHL season. Postponing training camps until after the holidays has to be considered. COVID is still in charge. January 1's not happening. I think we've kind of known this or felt this for a while. Um, and I, I, talk, I talked to Gregor today, and he he made it sound like a 48-game schedule starting in mid-January is probably more likely. And I think that's probably the realistic timeline right now is they're going to report on, like, December 29th to camp. And on January 5th or 6th, they'll maybe play a – maybe you have to play one exhibition game with the team that's like geographically closest to you. I mean, that would maybe screw, like, Vancouver. Yeah, the Oil Kings? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you, you maybe have a short exhibition schedule and then you get going on the season mid-January and we're going to get 48 games. 
for the Canadian division, you're going to play each team eight times. Top four make the playoffs, and that's what the next year is going to look like. But I think that's going to be a stressful. That's going to be a stressful schedule. Just nonstop Canadian teams going back at it. I love it, man. It's going to be heart pumping hockey for months, and it's going to be great. I will love it if we come out on top. Right now, I'm stressed to the max because all we need is to have any other Canadian team have have any ammunition against us. I want us to roll that division and like Greg Norman walking on the beach. Goal. Just hammer time. Flex on these motherfuckers. Did you like my post where I put the nation beer can over Greg Norman's hog? I wish yeah. that Tolly of the nation beer can had an equivalent fluid out. I know. Yeah, yeah, we, no, we I was going to say it's not nearly enough. big enough. Yeah, we're gonna have to make uh, we're gonna have to make forties. We're gonna cover. Greg <laughs> was very rare, very rare text about the podcast from a buddy of mine who listens. Who was like, "I was embarrassed for you guys talking about Greg Norman's hammer for as long as you did." <laughs> like, I really don't know what the hell you guys think that that's funny for. And I just sent him back a bunch of dick emojis and deleted the convo. But it is funny though. It is fun. I, I quite the hammer. You guys know me. I get uncomfortable when we talk about that stuff on the podcast. But hmm. I will admit the Greg Norman thing was kind of funny. Do you guys want to know that if I win tonight's game with the Seahawks on the money line, that'll be me winning my very first ever parlay, Tyler? Really? How many uh, pieces on the parlay? Only three. Oh, nice. Well, That's good. Anyway. That's good. And no teaser, like all straight up against the spread? Yeah, just, uh, well, I did money line. So the odds okay. aren't that great, but I'm still going to make some money. I bet need... on the Browns. You're welcome, Jake. Yeah, uh, the you. Chiefs. Thank you. And I've got the Seahawks tonight over Philly. Come on. Nice. Well, Good that's work. That should be a no-brainer. I got stitched on my parlay because the Raiders. Fuck the Raiders, bro. Oh, my God. They go from almost beating the Chiefs the week before to laying an egg to one of the worst teams in the league. An absolute. Yeah. And in the nation fantasy draft, because Burrow went down, we put in Carr. Carr put up point like six Ooh. fantasy points. Um, we need you're, to. You're Jack, can I ask you a question about football? You know how fucking I am. Dude. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The N stands for Nerf. We're correct. Yes, the Nerf yeah. Football League. Perfect. Okay, so what happened with the Patriots and like they had to put the assistant coach in as a quarterback? No. So in Denver, yeah, the Denver Broncos, they had one of their quarterbacks test positive. And in the NFL's protocol, if you're a close contact of a positive test on your team, you need to quarantine for X amount of days. So since a quarterback tested positive, all the quarterbacks he was having meetings with throughout the week also had to go into close contact, whatever. So they had all their quarterbacks X'd like two days before the game. <laughs> Why did they call the game? They wanted to, and the NFL was like, nope, too bad, which didn't make any sense because the they, the NFL pushed the, <laughs> the Ravens game. on the game are just like... Uh, <laughs> well, basically, as soon as the news came out, the sports books <laughs> yanked it, and uh, it came back. like it, The Saints were six-point favorites, and then they were like 15-and-a-half-point favorites with the news. So they wanted to, get this, take one of their like assistant coaches who has some experience, and they wanted to sign him for a game and have their assistant coach be their quarterback. Okay, so I have a question. If you're, how old is the assistant coach? I'm, I'm assuming he's like in his forties. Oh, how much money would someone oh. have to pay you at age forty with no game shape to stand in as a NFL quarterback? <laughs> I'd be like, all right, okay, I understand what's needed here. I'm going to need twenty million dollars for four quarters. 
So I have a question. So was it like just a corner, a wide receiver or something that had to take snaps? They had a wide receiver on their roster, and uh, his name was Kendall Hinton, I think. He's like, yeah. I played I played quarterback in high school. I'm in. He played quarterback in uh, college Wake at Forest. Wake Forest. So they were like, you have quarterback experience. You're on our practice squad. You're in. So he played, and uh, <laughs> he went one for 13, I believe, with... <laughs> He went, he went one for 13 with two interceptions and a sack. So, uh, not great. Uh, yeah, that reminds me of the time the Leafs, didn't they lose their own Zamboni driver or some shit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah the Leafs when they had to put this the Zamboni is on driver. So like a I, was, I was buying into the story. So, I picked him up in fantasy because you could dress him as a WR. Because yep. I'm like, you just got to ride the wave. Because, like, what if? What if he just throws one? No, he's Rudy 2.0. Let's make a movie era. about it. Yeah, it did not go very well. Um, it was so hilarious. NFL protocols, like at what point does the COVID impact on the roster become so big they have to trigger it? Is it like a discretionary call or how does it work? No, it depends on ratings, let's be honest. Because Lamar Jackson, the QB for uh, Baltimore, has COVID. And all they did was postpone the game three or what, three days? Four days, yeah. It was supposed to be played on Thursday. They postponed yeah. it to Sunday and then postponed yeah. it again to Tuesday. But that's because it was two big-name teams playing, and Baltimore apparently like hit the threshold that makes it a, an outbreak, whereas in Denver, yeah. it was just their quarterbacks yeah. and like no one else, so it wasn't technically an outbreak. So that's why yeah. the NFL said. But, I mean, the NFL's shit this year. Like They went this entire last week. Every day, players or staff were testing positive. But magically on Sunday, for the 12th straight week on Sunday, no one tested positive, And all the games went on. Like, it's such a see-through thing that they're doing here. They're clearly not announcing positive tests on Sunday. Because they haven't had to cancel a single game you on a game day. You mean to tell me that the culture I saw in the famed movie Any Given Sunday, where <laughs> people are playing with crippling concussions, putting their lives on the line... <laughs> That that shit came true in a pandemic? I don't doubt it, man. I bet you the NFL would play if there was a civil war going on. They'd be like, no, no, there's no civil war on this side of Baltimore. We're fine. Probably. Like, it, it's the big machine, right? Like, nothing can stop the NFL, I suppose. And, yeah, that, that rings true right now because I, I do not believe for a second that there hasn't been a player who's tested positive on a Sunday and they just roll through it. They don't want to lose the game. It would be such a headache to cancel it, move it, refund however many tickets that particular team may or may not be able to sell. Like, it would just all be such a mess. And I really hope, I really hope the NHL isn't quite like that when it eventually returns. Um, but it, it'll they, be They got to do the bubble, man. Like, yes, it's boring, but this shows you. Like, if you want to fuck with the divisional alignment and do all this stuff, you better stay in a bubble. Otherwise, you're going to have the Zamboni driver shooting up against the assistant coach. Well, but the well, players just hate that, right? They don't want to be away from their families, and that's understandable. I think you bring need... the families. You got time. Give everybody look. The arena district is at like historically low sales levels and <laughs> rental levels. They actually have yeah. enough space to pack in a bunch of families too, if they wanted to. I think they need to do some sort of like you know modified form of it where they get the players to agree. Like, guys, no going to restaurants, no going out. Get your groceries delivered. You're all millionaires, kind of thing. Like. Go home, go to the rink, go home, go to the rink kind of thing. Like, they won't. They won't. They I won't. know. They They're won't. Millionaires. And, and, but that's why it's not going to work. And I think it was in Baltimore where, like, 
one of the coaches or one of the staff members, the you know, the kind of area where they think this outbreak started, like went out for dinner and was going out to bars or whatever. And it's like, that's what could have started this. And like, if they, and it takes more than the players too, right? It takes the staff and it takes everyone working in the arena to like be diligent. That's what makes it such a tall order for whenever the next NHL season begins. Like traveling so around the country is hard. We took that shit Edmonton serious here. We encircled the arena and the bubble with the army. And if you tried to get in, we would shoot you down. There was a no-fly zone for 12 <laughs> kilometers over the airspace. Like, we did it. We did it. Nobody got sick. Nobody had one case, did they? Not once they got to the bubble. Well, fuck. Yeah. I think the NFL is floating the idea of bubbles for playoffs, are they not? Well, modified where they get teams to move into a hotel. So, like, you'd still yeah. be traveling around to do the games, but, like, you need to move into the hotel for playoffs. I don't know if that I means you bring your Patriots, family ship. If I'm the Patriots, I'm already looking at employing double agents as the staff in the bubble so that on Super Bowl Sunday, the other team magically has COVID in their breakfast chili or whatever it is. They absolutely have to do something like that because can you imagine if this situation like what happened in Denver happened before the Super Bowl, like three days before the Super Bowl? They'd have to call it, but they wouldn't. That's How amazing. could you, right? Like you, It's just fucked. It's fucked to think about. They have to do a bubble. I think they do for the playoffs. They got to do what Major League Baseball did. Which again, Major League Baseball's bubble worked until the final few minutes of game six or whatever, when Justin Turner in the middle of the game is told that he has tested positive, which was also insane. Like, how how does that even happen? <laughs> I that was weird too, but um what, I, imagine going back in time to yourself and being like, Hey, this Astros thing, yeah. What if I told you in a year that this would be like the least concern of anybody? <laughs> like, what? Well, like, even when the pandemic started, we've talked about this before, when the games were canceled, everyone, or at least everyone I talked to was kind of like, oh, yeah, it might be like a month without hockey here. And, like, we did I didn't think that, your check. I thought the sky was falling for ages. Yeah, and you were 100% correct. Because um, I, I just think a lot of people didn't quite know how fucked up this was kind of going to get, right? I remember in the 2005 strike, Jay and I were doing, and Chalmers for that matter, shows you how far we've come. Nowhere. We were building a sports bar and we were getting like week to week updates. And I think maybe that's why I'm not so like living minute to minute with the announcements. Because we remember we would like find out on a Monday, Jay, that they thought it was going to be soon to start, that we'd like start working harder. And then on Wednesday, they'd be like, no, no, it's going to be 10 more days. We went through months of that pace. Yeah. Now, I've seen this show before, your M track. It doesn't end well. Something- well. I'm just hoping they announce the season. Oh, there'll be a season. I think 48 games in the middle of January, that's probably reasonable. I think so. And it won't be exactly what we want. I, I would love for it to be 60, but I threw that out today on the radio, and Gregor was kind of like, not a chance. So if Gregor <laughs> says it, it's true. I don't think there'll be a 60-game season. Probably 48 is uh, is correct. Um, here's something that was thrown out on Twitter that got people really talking. But basically, and I don't agree with this, but... It was the idea of when the vac if a, if a vaccine is ready, all that should athletes get like front of the line for it? So they're going to get resume. in front of the line for it. Everybody who thinks they aren't is living in a dream world. Just because they're millionaires, or do you think it'll be something where it's like athletes are like? We live in a capitalist world, my friend. That'll be the billionaires pushing for it, not the millionaires. Yeah, I'm assuming the leagues have already signed contracts to. For sure, shit they have. They probably get the NFL probably gets the vaccine before Liechtenstein. Isn't that like a <laughs> terrible PR look, though? Like, would they be worried about that? I don't know, man. When you, I was watching the Justin Bieber documentary on YouTube. Shout out to myself, and uh, 
he is like a doctor just at his house testing everybody around him and shit all day long, basically. Wow. And that beads money. If you're a baller, man, this shit's going to work out just fine. Ugh, sad, but that's the way the world is. I mean, the, the pandemic vaccines are going to go on like a national level and then it's going to go, some are going to get diverted. I mean, it's just unfortunately the way things go. Interesting. I thought I'd throw that out there. I knew you guys would have been. Canada will be on. one of the fairest about it, but if you're in like one of these countries that's like a tin pot dictatorship and shit like that, rich people are going to get it ages before. Yeah. It's nice that we live in Canada. It's nice that they're like going to do it fairly. We shouldn't take for granted that. Yeah. It could be interesting to see like how many places will make you bring some kind of proof of vaccination or something with you before you're even able to go in or attend an event or whatever it may be. I think that's going to be something that happens as well. That's going to be they start like... testing for chlamydia, I am out. <laughs> that's going to be Test like a big, uh, that's going to be like for an Oilers game, right? Like how many people are going to be like, I am not getting the vaccine. It's a violation of my privacy to have to tell you I have it or anything like that. And then if it means like being able to go to an Oilers game or not, like I wonder if that'll change people's minds at all. I'm not. You can like, put a Bill Gates sponsored chip that plays the Microsoft ni- Windows 95 startup noise every time I blink. If that's what it takes mm-hmm. to get into an Oilers game, I'm getting that chip, bro. See, so. and I'm thinking, Tyler, that if this is the case and I do have the vaccination, I'll just stand in Ford Hall and get myself some cheap tickets. Scalp them. Yep. So people will turn around because they don't have their paperwork. This is going to be either. This is the gut check of a lifetime for anti-vaxxers, hey? Absolutely. (laughs) Like, I'm an anti-vaxxer. Okay, you may never fly again. Yeah, Yeah, that's a good point as well. I just can't wait till we can... I I would love nothing more than to stand in Ford Hall for 20 minutes because the line to get into Rogers is too long, you know? Like, I kind of miss lines. I would love nothing more than to be on a bus to Calgary and then take the two-hour hike up to the press level at the Saddle Dome. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Get it going. Boys, Let's human nature, go. you're going to do it once. You're going to be like so thankful then you're going to miss have it, you've missed it so much and by the third time you go back to Roger's place and business as usual. Oh, which, yeah, which is great. But that one time is going to feel great. The first time, I remember yeah. the first time I walked into Roger's place was for the Drake concert and I covered my face so I couldn't see anything and I kept my head down the whole time cuz I wanted to go the first time for the Oilers game but I also had to see Drake. These were tough times. I'm going to be happier this time going back, man, because we took a lot of shit for granted in life. Yeah. It's proved it. Yep. Yeah, 100%. Really we... take the sting off of the $13 beer. Yeah, now I really want to get drunk at Oiler Games. Before, I was just fooling around. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we talked about that with uh, Cameron Hughes. Cam Cheers, the, the the professional fan when we had him on a few weeks ago, and he, he kind of said the same thing. He's like, he won't take it for granted. And he was like, when it comes back, he believes rinks stadiums whatever are going to be louder fan bases are going to be more passionate than ever and i 100 percent agree with him on that i think the atmosphere and it won't even probably be like next next nhl season but when it finally gets back to like eighteen thousand in the barn with no concerns about anything it's gonna be fucking wild in there and hopefully at that point the oilers are you know defending a stanley cup title or something like that so it'll be even wilder I wrote about it on the site, I think, this past weekend, maybe last weekend. I've been robbed of my Kool-Aid season. Yeah. And it feels weird because now at this stage of the offseason, like if this was in August or the equivalent wherever we'd be at, I'd be fired up for a new year. All the new players I'd be pumped about, I'd be thinking they're the greatest of all time. But as of COVID, we don't even know when the season's going to start, and I feel like I've been robbed. We haven't had a chance to like blind happiness. We haven't had a chance to dream 
very largely about who's going to thrive in the top six or uh, anything like that, right? Because of that, I read Brownlee's article today, mm-hmm. and he was mentioning the names and the. I I I know we signed all these guys. I forgot. Them I all. also forgot. Yeah, so I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, I would be in full <laughs> tinfoil hat Kool Aid mode right now, leading into the season. Just let me know when there's a season so I can start my crazy speculation. Yeah, exactly. Right? So it's it's just bizarre that we don't have that this year. I'd already have a Dominic Cahoon jersey on order or something like that. Well, I was I was moments away from ordering my Hinton number two Broncos jersey if he put for put any kind of fantasy numbers forward yesterday. But yes, Cahoon jersey. Well, I think I'm gonna go. I haven't bought a McDavid. I bought a McDavid jersey the year he like, we got him, and I I haven't touched. I haven't gone back to him since. I think I'm gonna get him for the new reverse retro jersey. I'm thinking of getting a Doug Waite captain's jersey for the new retro. What? Yeah, man. Doug Waite never even wore those colors. He was the copper. Guess what, bitch? I don't care. I live in a fantasy world where assistant coaches suit up as quarterbacks. I want a Doug Waite jersey for a jersey he never wore. I remember once I I saw it. Or a Smitty. A Smitty in the new retro would be dope, too. It would be. Hmm. Maybe with a captain's C on it. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) We wore it for one game. Get a Sam Gagne in it. Like he's actively playing for another team still, and will play against that jersey more times than he plays in it. But I loved. I read the tweet the other day. I can't remember who sent it out. They're like, "Oilers working out includes Sam Gagne." Like nobody is buying into this. Sam Gagne is a Red Wings bullshit. <laughs> Even no, Sam no, Gagne, he's ours forever. Yeah, yeah. I was shows up at Wings camp wearing Oilers gear. They're like, "Welcome, welcome." I uh, I was doing some posts for Wings Nation on Instagram yesterday, and Sam Gagne did a little uh, like a. It was like a Thanksgiving message from the other day, and he did it on the Wings social media <laughs> platforms. And it just looks so odd to me. I'm like, wait a minute. He doesn't play there. What's going on? Wait a he's minute. He's in Edmonton right now. Yeah, he's in Canada and right every now. Every time he posts, every time he posts, there's people's comments like, go Oilers, come back. We love you, Sam. Come back to Edmonton. <laughs> go Oilers. Speaking of former Oilers, did you guys see Magnus Pajarvi Svensson got traded today? Oh, no. Yeah, he's he was the, the one. Show. He got yep, dealt that's true. from locomotive. Was he on to... the 2010 Oilers year check? Because if he was, that's fucking seven people. Bro. Oh, yeah, he was. That's another one we would have had. We're eventually just going to get that whole team on the pod. That's the goal. We'll do a reunion episode. Peru <laughs> deserves it. Um, I bet so who did he get traded to? How's he doing? How's his career been in the last little bit? Uh, so he got dealt. He was with uh, Locomotive. And he's now been dealt to Dynamo Moscow. He has three Ooh. goals and 11 points in 26 games played. He was dealt for Timu Pulkinen, who has nine goals and 14 points in 22 games. So, based on the seasons they're having, it looks like PRV and it looks like Dynamo got the lesser player. But, I mean, he's MPS, man. He's a machine. Are they playing in front of fans? I don't know. That's honestly a good question. I'm not sure if the K- KHL is. Oh, I was sent. Um, the Finns sent me some uh, videos today, and there was this Skog game. Let me see if there's fans in there. Here, uh, just a quick goggle search. Looks like there are at least some limited fans of KHL games right now. Interesting. If anybody stuff, yeah. who wants can go up, get a free vaccine, and watch the game for free. Like, whee! yeah, Pooch wants for, uh, fans in the in the stands. I guarantee it. We need yeah. two things. Fans in the seats and people to try out the vaccine. If you're willing to be both those people, welcome <laughs> to the cage show. Yeah. You get free tickets to Ska if you do. <laughs> Ska. Watch Datsuk and the boys. Would uh, you take a uh, quasi uh, uh, Datsuk doesn't play for Ska anymore. 
Oh, is he with Dynamo or whatever? No, he's like I think he like plays for like a small smaller team now. This really? year, maybe like Fox in the last down? two years, uh, Pavel Datsuk has put. Oh boy, I'm going to fuck this one up. Yaka Terenberg Automobilist. Ah, oh, the Automobilist. That's a yep. Yeah, sure. sure. He is over a point per game in the KHL this year. Yeah. Pavel Datsuk, 42 years old, still got it. Still got it. Strud sent me a text saying. He didn't start feeling like he was taking a step back physically until 45. So I've got uh, still a few good years of tread left. <laughs> that was his advice to me this morning. Well, that seems like the age where things, you know, eventually start to decline. Isn't that kind of like, you know? All right. I got a new note. 23 year old year, I'm checking. <laughs> yeah, what do, do I know about physical how about, decline? How about old people, Joe Biden rolling his ankle, hey? Yeah, and then he breaks it. Like, he's got a hairline fracture because he was playing with his dog. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's true. But he just got out of bed like Mr. Burns and, like, broke his ankle standing up. And they're like, you think you got four years in you, Joe? He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Never been better. Never been yeah. better. Okay, he, let's just take you to the veterinarian here in uh, Delaware and get your ankle set. He should get Trump to sign his cast. <laughs> <laughs> in, a, in the ultimate power move? You That's show exactly up at right. your uh, uh, swearing-in ceremony with a cast on and, like, crutches and shit. <laughs> Make America <laughs> lead again. Give me my crutches, you fuck. <laughs> now, if, if, I think if I had a broken leg like that and I had to wear a walking boot or whatever, it's, it's being reported that he would. I think I can go Segway. I'd be a Segway guy in the interim. That'd be fun. If I was president of the United States and I had a walking cast, I'd make them carry me on, like, a Cleopatra throne. There you go. I'd be like, oh, it's COVID. My ankle. Oh, no. <laughs> Carried in by a team of Navy SEALs, lowered from a helicopter onto the podium. Speaking of uh, crutches, I was talking today about verbal crutches, and uh, the podcast came up in this conversation because I, I always catch myself. It's like, you know, there'll be conversation we're going, and if I need to jump in with something like an ad read, I'll always go um first. And sometimes I'll like false start. Where I'll be like, um, and then someone else keep talking. So I have to stop and then I'll go, um, and then like get stopped again. My verbal crutch is, um, Gregor pointed out to me like a month ago in my writing that I say the word that too much in my articles. And he like gave me all these examples. He's like, take it out of this sentence, take it out of this one, take it out of this one. And I have like, it's one of those things where when someone tells you what your verbal crutch is, or in this case, a written crutch in my articles that I was always putting as a filler in a sentence you become mindful of it. Um, so I'd love for the listeners to, to let us know if any of us have like a clear... No, I don't want to hear this shit. It's going to fuck with my head. I know I say <laughs> sardines too much. Sardines. I would love to know. I'd love to know if like there are verbal crutches uh, that they pick up on uh, in our sentences. Depending on my mood, my verbal crutches is swear words. Yeah. And I'm not proud of it, but whatever. I'm 40 now, so I'm not changing. That's right. Now you can blame it on being old. Exactly. I'm set in my way. Yep. <laughs> Good for you. That's fair. I'll tell you one thing, though. Because of my birthday, I got to get an early uh, sample of bread and butter baking. Oh? Ooh, yeah, I saw that on your Instagram. What did, what did you have there? Because they looked delightful. Oh, I had some Christmas cookies. I love Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> it is going today. to be, this is, this is Riverdale problems of the highest order. Do you have what it takes, Jay, to be an owner of a bakery and not look like Louis Anderson? 
that's going to be, oh, this is going to be a case study in willpower. It's like every day going to work now, we're going to walk by a bakery where they're just dangling shit at us. And you're like, we'll have yeah. So in the day of life of Jay Downton, he turns 40 today. I don't know if you know that. Congrats. But I, I've gotten two uh, of our baking boxes to try. So I've been dabbling on uh, those all day. Then I got to go to an oodle noodle menu, secret menu tasting yep. after this. So today is one of those days where I'm packing it on. Also, someone, I got a giant box because I posted on uh, Instagram like two weeks ago. Like it was just me. I think I, I and, and a box of those mint chocolate girl guy cookies sitting by the fire. Saying that my, my weekend is set. Someone gave me a full box of like a box of boxes, you know, like a yeah, yeah. case, I guess. Case. case is the term, I guess, yeah. uh, of these cookies. So, and I've got a bottle of wine on my desk. And I've got Wanye's vodka from Dangerous Weight on my desk. Don't you even and, factor that into your calculations of imbibing too much. That's not for you. someone dropped off some gingerbread cookies. Like, I am going to need to get wheeled out of here's here. Here's what we'll do. You know what? You know, American Ninja Warrior, where they have that thing where you have the bar and you have to, like, hoist yourself up through the ladder? Yep. Mm-hmm. That's what we'll put on the outside of Umperville, Jay. So it's like, you can eat whatever you want. You just have to take the bar to get upstairs to the second floor where we keep our offices. Yep. You bar up every day. You'll be all right. You can have two baguettes. So this is like, you're leading into the normal Christmas baked goods season with a bang here. You've got birthday goodies for for number 40 leading into Mm -hmm. just a general period of always having food and booze around in addition to always having food and booze around because it's a pandemic. Coming up. Yeah, and uh, and I'm sorry, like I'm, I'm I'm bitching as if these are problems, but they're not. I also was gifted two beer advent calendars. Oh, two nice. So I've got like I have got so much work to do, and I'm going to be in a so this fog all of December. Yeah. <laughs> so beer advent like, calendars are those tall boys too? Uh, yeah. So basically, if you want to follow the advent calendar, you're going to get like a little tipsy every night if you if you drink them back to back. December is just going to be a permanent buzz. In addition to the 2020 buzz that we've been carrying through since March. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, bag milk. I loved your I loved your tweet. Your thick bag milk now. Yeah, yeah, I jumped on the scale this morning for the first time in a little bit, and I, uh, you know, packed on a couple of lbs. Bag milk is thick. Bagged half and half or bagged cream now? Oh, yeah. I'd be, uh, I would say this is full whipping cream at this point. Bagged ah! cream, he calls them. He calls them bagged if I, cream. If I didn't have the Peloton, it would be, be big, 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 big numbers. I got my American Ninja Warrior bar, and I'm just up and down that bitch three, four hours a day. I'm all right. Well, I'm trying to take advantage of the weather being so nice. So I already took the old, took a little homie on a 5K walk this morning, and I'm going to do another one when we get done here. All you have to do to keep looking trim as you get older is wait for a liposuction clinic to go under and then buy their lipo machines in bankruptcy court and then yep. do yourself bank- or, uh, lipo. Ooh. Yeah. You know what? That. 20, 30 grand pop. You're set. It doesn't yeah, matter. Turn your, turn, convert your garage into a liposuction clinic. If you get good at it, you can for your friends and he can yeah. make a little side hustle out of it. Yeah. What, what license, medical license? Mm. I bought this fair and square, you say. It's COVID. A person's allowed to hustle. doesn't matter if you're thick, if you're over 40, if you're under 40. You still want to look good. And then, Have no you matter- heard that new, uh, the new 2 Chain song, Bag Milk Quarantine Thick? <laughs> Have you heard that? I did. I, you, were, uh, you told me about it the other day, so I went and downloaded the whole album. The whole point of that. That's a great album, by the way. 
fantastic. The whole point of the song you're Chuck, is Shorty's quarantine sick. She never leaves her house, but that's mm-hmm. okay. That's the whole point of the jam. So 2020. Oh, also, oh. you mentioned you mentioned uh, Danger Suede. <laughs> I got my rum from Danger Suede a couple of days ago, and I had it. A nice little. Uh, he told me how to drink it. It was just a little glass, a couple ounces in there with some cubes. I felt some like cubes? a. Yep, I felt like a classy boy drinking that. Just uh, a nice little rum on the rocks. You can feel like a Love classy that. boy if you uh, wear some of the fa- fine products that our friends at Twig and Berries produce. There, he there it is. Finally he's got trying, it in. He's been trying to sneak the artery. I've been watching his face with the veins in his forehead getting ready to pop as we keep interrupting him, just like I'm doing right now. About, t- about two minutes ago, I was leading into it with whether you're over 40, under 40, thick or not thick, Twig and Berries has products for you. It's for the everyday man, Twig and Berries.ca. And right now, they got some great Black Friday blowout deals. They're still available on their website, they got a couple of hoodies that are marked down for under 30 bucks. A couple pairs of their nutsack underwear, only $12.50. You can buy like 10 and be set for a long time. Uh, they got some t-shirts. They got some hats. I love their hat as well. They sent me one in a little gift box. It's fantastic. Check them out, twiggingberries.ca. And don't forget, if you are you know if you don't want to shop the Black Friday deals, just shop it all and use the promo code NATION15. You'll be saving money anyways because it gets you 15% off your order. Uh, they also have their holiday gift box up right now. You can check that out. It's your one-stop shop. 150 bucks gets you everything you will need for that special someone in your life. It's their best-selling Connor hoodie. You choose the size. Pair of their nutsack underwear, a pair of their socks, a wallet, a tumbler, and a toque. Bang. 150 bones gets you that just like that, whether it's you know your dad, your brother, your husband, your boyfriend, whoever. Christmas shopping's done in one foul swoop. Twitter I was thinking Barry's to get myself, yet. Tyler. Uh, Tyler, I was thinking of getting myself either the Dylan flannel or the Jackson flannel. I think I'd look really nice in those. I think you'd look good in the flannel. Really, really well. nice. Uh, you or got... maybe uh, something from the Ice Collecting. Ready for the ODR. I like these too. These I like those, sweet. yeah. The, with the big ODR letters just on the front, like the sweater they have. Yeah. It's super nice. I like it. Bag Milk, you got the little Christmas lights up there. Hey, your your place looking nice and festive now? Feeling festive. Look at it. I, got, I did uh, I decorated the tree. Hang on. Let me show you guys. Look at it. Oh. Tree's up nice. Lights over there. I'm feeling very festive at Castle Bag Milk. I got, I got my tree up too. And the Damn. hot I got the hot takes mitt on top of it as the star. Nice. Uh, but that, Very yeah, impressive. I got the tree up too. First time I've set up a tree in my place. Oh, and there's our audio recording. Look how good those levels are, boys. Mm, those are tight levels. Keeping it tight. Yeah. Twig and Berries uh, way. It's uh, keeping it tight like Twig and Berries. We just did like a 30-second audio segment, and uh, it's a podcast, so I apologize for that. Uh, same thing with our shotgun segment with our uh, good friend Quarantine Gun Guy. Someone tweeted us. And said, looks like fun, was not fun to listen to. I was like, ah, son of of a bitch. I mean, I guess we should have considered the visual component of that segment before executing All we need to remember when people hate on us is we're beloved in Peru. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. Zoom's a different beast uh, when it doesn't, like, accept talking over each other, which is, you know, 50% of the real-life podcast. Like, it Mm kind of doesn't like that. So we'll figure that out. Hey, are we releasing the video of the gun? I don't know. What do you mean? Yes, no? Well, I took the video and I sent it to the video guy with timestamps. Okay, perfect. Yep. So I'm just coming. I'm waiting to get her In back. In a real life way, we'll release the video from last episode, four episodes. Why not? That doesn't make you want to tune in. You're not from Peru. <laughs> uh, I should have added that onto the listener survey. Um, what's the like wildest place you've listened to us? Or what part of Peru are you from? <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Uh, remember, if you want to get in on the listener survey or questionnaire or whatever we're calling it, I think I called it questionnaire on the photo, uh, send us a DM on Twitter or Instagram, and you could be featured on the next Real Life Podcast. We had Surveyor Brett today because, of course, we did. Um, he always responds in a very timely manner, and I appreciate that from him. Quasi-staff, uh, so there's a bit mm-hmm. of an asterisk beside that. Listener mm-hmm. designation. He's very prompt. Yeah. Yes. All right, episode 235 of the Real Life Podcast is presented not only by Twig and Berries, but by our friends at Oodle Noodle, who also sponsored the listener questionnaire. See how the last like eight minutes of the podcast just came together, wrapped it up nicely with a bow. Uh, we got to a lot today. Um, the only thing left that I wrote down that I didn't touch on is I got a new notebook today. It was new legal pad day. I take all my notes for the podcasts are on this big legal pad, and I got to start a new one. Nothing makes me want to work harder than like when I'm on the first few pages of a fresh legal pad. This like, is a whole new Urem check. I love yourself. this, man. When you get to like start on that first page and then you rip the first page off the legal pad, you're on page two. It just gets Urem me in a zone, man. I love it. What's your number? What number does it give you? Six. Oh. Don't tell HR I answered the question. Uh, oh, she just clocked herself at a six? All because of the <laughs> legal pad and partially because of the Connor McDavid video I watched today. That got me ho- hockey horny. <laughs> yeah, hockey. Disclaimer. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that's gonna do it for episode two thirty-five of the Real Life Podcast. It's a shame we didn't get a pop in from Chalmers at any point here. I'm disappointed in that. Oh well, You're a busy man. We'll try again he on Thursday. Said I caught him drinking a Red Bull last week. We will. Uh, we'll try again on Thursday when hopefully Chalmers is here. Scott Hastings from Montreal will be here, and I'm gonna send a DM to Liam Reddick and see if he wants to hop on the podcast as well. <laughs> also on the on the list of people I want to try get on the podcast. Bagged milk. Does Sheldon Surrey follow you or just like your photo? No, he just liked my photo. Ah. Was it a photo of him? Uh, it was actually, no. It was a video of, uh, remember the dude that used to drum on the pails outside of Rexall Place? Love him. Legend. It was just a, it was a throwback for, uh, Thursday video of that guy, and he was wearing a Sheldon Surrey jersey. And then somehow, I think Surrey got tagged in the video, and then he came and dropped a little comment on it. Maybe his Bring DMs are open. Anyways, that's what's coming up next on the next few episodes of the Real Life Podcast. This has been episode 235, 2.35, though, and it was a lot of fun. Happy birthday, Jay. Happy birthday, Jay. Happy birthday, Jay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for listening. Peace. NationGear.ca. Go buy some blackout stuff. Blackout stuff on NationGear.ca as well. Don't forget about that. This episode's over. I don't know how to end it. Great job on making it through the entire hour of the Real Life Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.